Recorded live at Studio 2 in Oxford, Mississippi, this is After Hours with RebelGrove.com. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Oxford Exxon. The Oxford Exxon is located on Highway 6 West in Oxford and is your one-stop shop for all food, fueling, and beverage needs. Stop in today and try one of our lunch specials for $4.99. And don't forget to try the best barbecue ribs in town. And now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey Wright and Dylan Edwards. Yeah, let's do it. Friday, January 23rd, edition of After Hours. Uh, it's been a while since we've been back, but uh, good day to you, Dylan. How are you? It's only been like a week. Yeah. Um, Maybe a little over a week. I, I don't know. All the days go together. I'm trying to think. When was the last one we did? I don't know. It was probably like last Wednesday, because I remember we did a South Park. We didn't, do a, we didn't do any awards, but we got the awards coming up today, as well as some... I wouldn't like to say, I mean, they're, they're investigative pieces. I'm not sure if 60 Minutes will call me up afterwards and ask me to reproduce. Maybe 2020. It feels more nightline than 2020, to be honest with you. But, you know, again, it's an after-hours crowd, so again, more, more 2020. But I fully expect there to be a few phone calls uh, that I'll have to answer about possibly reproducing such segments because, I mean, again, this is just hard-hitting news. Uh, we got stories coming from Memphis, drones, Jerry Hamilton, obviously. We'll get into that hot take. Hope Solo in the news, as well as golf and Sherlock Holmes. Again, we'll have the, the awards and much, much more. But first, we'll start with Tuesday night. You and I, uh, as we were making fun of, I'm sorry, as we were watching the basketball game, we decided that we needed a State of the Union drinking game. Of course, you don't drink, so I needed a State of the Union drinking game. And we came up with rules that we thought were... First, what I realized is we basically wrote the State of the Union in 10 minutes. Just throwing things together. Right, just throwing things together. Uh, I think our first rule was... The first rule was anytime he blamed something on Bush... Which he did a lot. If that rule... If we would have just used that rule alone, I would have been blackout basically... Mm, 20 minutes into the speech the first five minutes basically was just drink yes and now he did not he was savvy about it he was not he didn't straight up say the previous administration's decision he goes it was his move was uh it was something along uh policy that was given to me it was something along anytime he was basically just using that it was basically he was just blaming the previous administration all right so we used that Clean renewable energy, uh, foreign oil. Anytime he, anytime he stressed the uh, the lack of foreign oil. Um, what were some of the? Other? There we're was, just saying something that's probably not a true statement. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something that was unequivocally just not true. Uh, the, I think my personal favorite, and I said this on Twitter, was middle class economics, and he goes. Let me tell you what middle. Some of you don't know what middle class economics means. It's like, well, yeah, because it's not real. You just made it up. I mean, you can call it, it. It falls under the same category. Everyone's like, well, it's no different than trickle down economics. Like, well, yes, it is because middle class is a group of people. Economics is a study. It's like you're not studying that class of group of people. So basically, all your you just made it up. It's fine. It people kind of sort of understood what you're talking about, but don't. Don't sit there and pander us like you, you've just invented something or that you have, you have 
put brand new decision-making policy on us. So Finish your shot for a policy that has no chance of passing should have also been a thing. Oh, that was the other thing. Anytime he, anytime he, uh, anytime he was going to announce new legislation while also uh, blaming, saying this would go through, or it's up to the Republicans to pass this. So basically, we were just. I had to switch to beer, I think, after like the first seven minutes. Biden did a lot of standing up. The facial expressions of both of them back there, though, was excellent. Which is excellent stuff. A guy that, uh, guy that used to work for uh, the site, Steve Willis, had a pretty, pretty, pretty good point. Um, I think Biden, I'm sorry, I think Boehner, I think his skin tone actually matched the chair, the leather chair that he was sitting in. It was very peanut buttery. He basically went into Mystic Tan and said, I'll take it all. Like, everything in here, put it on me. Like, at a certain point, don't you have to sit there and go, I don't even know if you've seen sunlight. It's so fake. This is kind of that question I always have. Where are these guys' wives? Like, where's, where, where's the... Okay, I mean, I'm not... Like when I would go, first off, I don't have anything that's like super out there on the wardrobe department that you'd sit there. But if I did something that didn't look right when I was dating Lakin, she'd go, change. Where's where's the discretion in their life? Right. Where's that person that sits there and goes, hey, change. Like, Boehner's clearly married. Like, who, who's the, there needs to be, why is there not a person on their staff that sits there and goes, hey, we can't do this? Like, can you get not so fake tan, just a little less? And then, then uh, the Republican response, holy cow. Um, you basically could do that with, like, a, a Mad Libs. Like, if you had a word bank that was basically, like, you basically had to just throw out, like, Obamacare, uh, repeal and replace, uh, small town. Probably uh, Christian values was in there somewhere. Values was said a lot. Uh, family, uh, hardworking. Small town. It was like it was basically like all those things. You're like, okay, well, I could have written this in ten minutes too. So, although it it is you know a nice feeling for millionaires telling you how you should live your yeah, life. No, I do, I do enjoy that when everyone's like, of course, of course, we know how hard it is. Like, do you? Like, really? Yeah. Have I, you ever been poor? I always love when everyone's like, well, you know, Obama really suffered growing up. It's like, you know, he went to a really rich prep school in Hawaii. Like. His mom basically, after her and the old man split up, she her her parents were wealthy. She moved back to Hawaii and lived off them. Like sounds like a terrible existence, right? But I always love when everyone acts like, "Well, Obama had it hard growing up." It's like not really. I mean, first off, Hawaii. Don't know if you've ever been there. It's not really. It's not like you're living in you know 1950 Alabama as a black guy, like. You don't go from nothing and become president. It's not how it works. No, and you usually don't go from nothing straight to Columbia um, and then Harvard Law. There's usually a progression of how that works. Um, although he started at Occidental. That's another fine Southern California private school. Um, I, always, I always love when people just leave that out. It's like, yeah, no, he did not. He's not from the slums of Chicago. The dude grew up in Hawaii going to prep school. Like, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't exactly, you know, this audacity of hope that the narrative surrounds him with. Um, okay, so this was given to me. Uh, I, somebody sent it to me, a uh, guy, a listener on the show. And so a 
house in Memphis gets evicted, or I should say tenants of a house in Memphis get evicted. Well, the How many people do you think lived in this house before we... Well, how do you find live? Cause, like the Sherlock scene with people just laying around. Yeah, that, that's a pretty good... How many? Yeah, it's season three. I'm going to guess when he walked into this, there were probably 12 to 15 people laying around incapacitated. That's my conservative estimate. So on the wall, the... I guess the property owner, shall we say, the landlord, discovers... Uh, there's now a brothel being run in and out of his house, and uh, apparently the place was called Crystals, or maybe it was just one. Do we think Crystals is a collective term, or do we think Crystals is Crystal apostrophe S, but grammar's not Crystal's thing, so thus she didn't put the S, the apostrophe in there. Maybe she just really wanted a Crystals burger when she made the name. Yeah, and probably didn't know that it was with a K instead of a C. I, completely fair. I get it. But although she did know to do Y. So that's amazing. Well, it turns out Crystal has a group of fees, and she was offering some services. She's really about bargain pricing. So $5 apparently at Crystal's could either get you head slash a blowjob, which I do love how, in case you don't know what head is, there's both terms, so that way we can we can end all the comprehension on one pretty high percentage. So you're really just removing all the doubt, right? So then for ten dollars you could get sex and a blowjob. Oh, I'm sorry, it says sex and blowjob. It does not specify uh, how many. Twelve dollars could get you anal. Seventeen fifty. All right, this is where I have this is where confusion begins to sink in for me. For seventeen fifty, first off, what fifty? What, what if you didn't have the coin? What didn't you have a chance? Is, is somebody hoping they get to keep it? It's like a ah, gift. eighteen. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say because I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess there was not a cash box lying around. It's why at baseball games you get weird prices for beers because you keep the change. That's true. Good move. So it's for about s- how much a beer costs at a baseball game? For seventeen fifty, you can get quote any type of big dog. So two questions. <laughs> Because Urban Dictionary was no hope to either of us. Yeah, I had no idea what this I was. Asked, I also asked my friends of, of, of African descent. Um, they, they were of no help either. Is big dog like a term that we should know? Or is this like a car wash where size matters? You know, if, you're, if you roll through in a, a Corolla, you've got a $10 car wash. If you roll through in a Suburban, it's 15 So are you paying by the axle here? So are we charging more if you're, if you're, if you're slinging a hog? Are you charged more? Because subtly, that's probably that's probably not a bad business move. Because I'm going to guess the area of town seeing that the house was evicted in. I'm going to guess in, you do not know that. All ge- purely speculation, right? But genetically speaking, they're probably a little more endowed than than. So this could be a savvy business move. So if that's what it is, because best I can tell, big dog is not a sexual like it's not a colloquialism. <laughs> Or a euphemism, I don't know. It's not a it's not a term that I best I can tell. So I, I'm very confused. I, I don't I just don't know what to do. And then for twenty dollars, you can get around the world. But my favorite part about it was uh, in parentheses everything, and no need for condoms. So that's really your value pack. But see, okay, here's the deal. That's like shopping exams. You get everything in a huge package. So that's basically what that is. Right. So that's the wholesale version. You bought the pallet. Um, but is that the better is that the better deal than the $10 sex and blowjob? 
Again, I get it. You've got to glove up, and it's probably a little... I don't have that much creativity. I love how... I want to know. It says at the bottom, you can begin to make out. It says $2 for brown bag. I'm curious. I'm curious what that is. Because I don't think that's like a cork fee. I don't think they're saying for two bucks you can bring it. It's BYOB. You just you pay the service fee to get drunk. I I don't think that's what's going on. But maybe they just put a bag over her head. She's not. She's kind of unfortunate looking. I don't think technically we could rule that out at this point. I don't. I I don't think it's. I'm guessing this girl is probably less than a five. Safe bet. I'm gonna say if if I were a betting man, there might be a daddy issue or two. Or millions. <laughs> or none. Or none because of non-existence. Okay. Uh, just playing the odds here. Uh, so, again, how would... First off, if you're the property owner and you walk in, <laughs> could you imagine how many thoughts are going through his head? I bet it didn't smell great. <laughs> if I were a betting man, I wouldn't... I'd take A lot the, of body odor in this place. I would probably let, take the under. Um... Just a guess. Uh, so that was tremendous. That was, I think, one of the, the favorite things that have been shown to me in at least a while. So hats off to Crystals. Again, hope, hopefully hopefully she'll get back on her feet. Now she's unemployed. Another. The good news about her profession is you don't really need a home office. <laughs> you, can, you can be the traveling salesman, if you will. Uh, so... Deflate gate, which by the way, you're as sick of adding gate to the end of everything as I am, right? I like Balgazi better. <laughs> I don't think I'm supposed to laugh at that, but <laughs> I mean, we are talking about a terrorist attack. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's at least creative. There shows a little more effort. Watergate was a long time ago. Let's find something else. Well, the, the thing is, it's not like Gate was the in like Watergate was a complex. Yes, it's not like it was a scandal that involved water, and there was a gate as a suffix. Like Watergate was the name. The unused taps. <laughs> the adventure of the missing tap. Uh, so we started talking about it. Is Bill Belichick the greatest sports villain alive today? He doesn't cheat because he wins. He's savvy. <laughs> no, 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 no. If you cheat and win, you're savvy. I feel like people should hate Popovich more than they do because he just wins and is totally uncooperative with everyone, but no one hates him. That is an interesting dynamic. It, I think it's because, honestly, I think it's because there's not the cheating element. Yeah, but... That's not really ever stopped us from hating someone before. Normally, just successful means you hate. It's like T.O. never actually did any cheating. He just ran his mouth. I mean, Popovich does the opposite of that, but still. But from a coach, it, it feels like coaching is different than playing. For whatever reason, there seems to be more of a inherent moral aspect of coaching than there is with playing. Because you're... By definition, you're in a position of leadership and authority. It, we expect more out of coaches than we do of players. You know what I mean? So, first off, maybe I'm wrong, but don't you feel like if the NFL really cared about air pressure in the footballs, 
the footballs would be watched because they do care about the air pressure and kicking balls. And I hope you're sitting down for this. The balls are watched. Or if it was that bad that, you know, when they were spotting the ball, they were like, oh, look, this is really underweight. Wouldn't that be a thing? Okay. The, like, the, a referee touches the ball every play. How did somebody not figure that out? That it, is, it, ha- I, it must have not been that bad. Well, here's my other issue with it. Okay, supposedly it was discovered before halftime and the, and the footballs were switched out in the second half, correct? Isn't th- is that... I've heard that from what I deem to be... A, I, I've not seen Shifty Schefter or Mortensen or Rappaport report it, so I don't know if that's true, but I've, I've been told as if that were fact. Have, have you heard something similar? I've actually tried to not read anything about it, so I'm not sure. I just think it's stupid. The game is a blowout. I don't care. Well, supposedly... Okay, supposedly they switched the footballs out at half. Well, New England won from that point on 28 to nothing. They won the entire game. It was a complete blowout. The Colts could have been playing with the Vortex, like Elway football, or like a Nerf ball that is super easy to catch. Like They could have had a Nerf ball that reacted like a Vortex, and they were still going to get beat. Like It wasn't like the passing games why the Patriots won. They won because I'm pretty sure they, they just ran for another touchdown. They were better at everything. You knew it was very obvious within the first course. You were barely paying attention at this point. Yes. It took you, like, in fairness, you had a you had a big you had a big bet going. I mean, it wasn't like you threw a ton of money out there, but you had a big oper- a big payday possibility. Yes, and, and and the referees missed a call on the onside kick. Well, no, that did you see that you can have four. I don't care. In 2009, it was switched to where you could have four. You have to have a minimum of four. Cheaters. Well, Mainly my, Julius Peppers told the guy after the interception to fall down. Yeah, I there saw... There was no one else there. It was a touchdown. Well, if Pepper, Peppers was pointing his hands like, get down, get down, but if Peppers just turns, there was only one guy to block, and he had a clear shot on him. Yeah, there was linemen and a quarterback. That's all to beat. At the minimum, he was going to get the ball within 10 yards of field goal range at the minimum. And then also, what the hell, Clinton ha-ha dicks or whatever, ha-ha Clinton dicks. How do you let? How do you not bat that down? Yeah, that was weird, too. But really, why did the Packers do everything that the Packers did in the second half to lose? It was, well, a, it was a thank you for not coaching the entire second half. If you're going, here's my deal. I'm completely fine if you just sit there and say, we're going to play percentages, we're going to play it conservatively, and we're going to try and, and milk the clock. And we're going to take a timeout with 19 seconds left. But here's my deal. You run on first down, you run on second down, and then you throw a pass that is short of the sticks on third down. That's incomplete, by the way. Someone needs to explain to me what the hell was going on. My, my fair is those, there are people that are sitting there and go, I don't understand why everyone's just bashing Mike McCarthy. It's like, did we watch the same game? So if you go for it both times from the goal line, if you get it once, then it, it worked out. You get more than what you would have gotten. Right. Two field goals to six points. In the NFL, a touchdown and the extra point is a given. It is damn near a certainty. That's seven. Seven is greater than six. So if you, By the way, if they would have scored one more point in regulation, guess what would have happened? 
I also feel like the probabilities of getting in once higher than 50%. From where they were on the field, yes. And I just don't think you can go on the road and expect to win the game and expect to beat the Seahawks kicking field goals. I mean, there's a certain way you beat the Seahawks, and they had it happen. Well, and the other the other question I need, no one has ever given me an answer for. It's a coaching decision. It's not a it's not a player not making a play decision. What the hell are you doing not being in field goal safe when you're up, what was it, sixteen to nothing? Yeah, that's where I'm mad and you don't even call a field goal block, you call a defense. Right. You just sit there and go, fine. We're, if if you kick the field goal, we will concede the three points. And he was so open. There was no one even close. He was open. It was a lineman that was open by 10 yards. Like if there would have just been someone close to him, he probably drops it. Well, you know he was a former tight end. I always love when like, it's like, are you kidding well, yeah, me? Yeah, like, he was a former tight end. Therefore, he wasn't very good at it. Right. It's like he can't. I just, I, I just, I just. I don't understand how people could defend McCarthy saying that he wasn't that he wasn't bad. He was, in my opinion, that was a coaching display that could go down in the annals of history as being one of the all-time worst given the magnitude of the game. I'm, always, I'm, I'm also a very big proponent of just going for it all the time. Like, I think if, if you're close to the goal line, you just go for it. I don't even think it's the decision. He had to go for it on one of those two times. Well, it doesn't make sense to only go for it once. You have to go for it both times. So you're saying you can't if, if you you either kick it both times or you go for it both times. It's like so it's, if it's, you were it's, to, it's the thing in baseball. I don't like when coaches pick and choose bunting situations. If you want to, if you're going to play small fine. ball, play small ball, but, but don't do it half the time. Well, because small ball by itself is a percentages thing, and when you don't play it every time, thus the percentages don't add exactly. to your favor. So it's a so if so basically you're of the opinion because he kicked it the first time, he had to kick it the second time. Yes. And your argument was he should have gone for it the first time. I think he should have gone for it both times. But if but since he did it the first time, I knew he was going to do it the second time. See, I'm of the opinion the second time he can go for it. You've already got the points. You have the lead. Ten to nothing's very different game than six to nothing. And they still lost. Still, if 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 Clinton Dix just knocks down the damn ball, it was one of the weirdest plays I've ever seen too. The ball was up there for an eternity. It was wanting to get knocked down. All right, so back to our point. We had a point. Sports villains. Oh, wow. So Richard Sherman, hate him. Here's the thing. They have 12s on in their Super Bowl uniforms. I want to go hang myself. I hope they have to pay A&M, right? I hope so. Do they just I mean, pay, they have to pay them. Do they pay A&M a flat fee or do yeah, they have it's to it's a flat fee, but um, the last time they are they're either trying re- renegotiating now or they just did and A&M up the price. Well, A&M should up the price. A&M could offer what like they could just outrageous fee and they have to do it because they're so committed to that stupidity. Well, A&M should just do a commission. A&M should just take, you know, 3 cents off every dollar of the 12th man stuff or whatever. Every jersey that has this says twelve and says fan. Anything that is branded twelfth man that is monetized. I don't, I don't think I could be in the same room with someone that wears a fan twelve jersey. So, are you going with Richard Sherman as a villain, or are you just going with the Seahawks? The Seahawks' entire fifty-three man roster. 
Sherman's the villain, though. Sherman's the leader of the villainous because it's not... Because I don't hate Earl Thomas. I love watching Earl Thomas play. And I don't hate Cam Chancellor. Cam Chancellor doesn't run his mouth. Bennett doesn't run his mouth. Earl Thomas is a once-in-a-generation type talent. He's ridiculous. He can, The Seahawks play a defense because he is such a freak. Well, and Cam Chancellor yeah, that allows that, too. Um, it's one of those things where... I'm so torn on this because while I do find the Seahawks insufferable, there is something about Seattle's, the fact that, and yes, they are super blowhardy about it, but there are so few truly great sports cities in America where if that team loses, the entire town is depressed. If that team wins, the entire town celebrates. Boston is one of them. Philly is another. Seattle. I I don't really have a problem with Seattle. Like personally, I think the United States soccer team should play every home match in Seattle. It gives you the best the best atmosphere for a match. But instead, we go play at places all over the place and get no crowd. I'm okay playing in Columbus, especially. I'm fine playing Mexico and Columbus. There's not really. Nothing bothers me more when we play Mexico in the Rose Bowl and we're outnumbered two to one. Yeah, we're in Seattle. Americans, we go. Americans in Seattle like soccer. No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I am fine though of of taking super white places when we play Mexico. Like Seattle's more melting potish than than Columbus. That's well, that doesn't take much. Like, if we want to play, I'm I'm even fine if we want to play Mexico in North Dakota. I'm fine with that. I'm fine, completely fine with it. Um, so who are other people, though, that fall in line other than I do think Sherman falls into that. However, I really like I hate to say it. The dude is really freaking good. Well, he's really and, he's really smart, too, because everyone knows who he is. Yeah, because I do. This has always been my theory on him is that superstars get the benefit of the doubt. And he is a self-proclaimed superstar. He did have a nice interception in the end zone. It was impressive. He caught it like a wide receiver. That's what I was going to say. The the problem that the the thing that sucks about Sherman's he talks all the time and then he backs it up and you're just like, damn it, because that was a hell of a play. Because he was beaten. He was beaten. He recovered. I mean, it looks like he let himself get beaten on purpose just to intercept it. It, that's probably not that far out of the, you know that's Sinquez's move. Sinquez will let guys. Sinquez Golson lets guys get past him. He baits people into throwing it. He lets people get past him, and then he goes and picks it off. I mean, if you can do it, if you're fast enough and you're athletic enough to do it, it's probably a pretty decent. It's a decent move. The I bait. Mean, just every play against that. I mean, Rogers was having to make perfect throws to get people open. Well, the worst part about that game, if you're a Packers fan or if you're a Seattle hater, as Dylan is. Yes. I've had one good season in my life of Rams football. It was ended by Seattle. Therefore, I hate them. I still say this is on you. Because it's always like, it's like when I'm thankful every single day I wake up and God made me a Chelsea fan. God made you a top of the table team halfway through the season? Technically, I think we were at game, we were at match 10. Okay. I'm sorry. We're at match 10. So we were not even fourth of the way home. Match 10 and like 12 points up. These are semantics, but I'm thankful every single day the good Lord made me a Chelsea supporter. Love my blues. Like, that's the thing that I, I just love. Like, 
you can justify it any way you want. You can say family connection. You can say whatever. The truth is, though, being a fan is a choice. You are the person that has complete control of whether or not you care about a particular sports team. And I'm batting a thousand. Everton's having the worst season ever this season. Everton is more close to relegation than I feel like you're willing to accept that they are. They're not that close. They're like five, They're like five points away. Yeah. They are basically one catastrophic injury away. Well, no, because the teams below them, they're like in 13th or something. So there's there's several teams below them, and the teams below them, it takes them like 15 games to get five points. I still don't think it's as, as unlikely as you think it is. All right, here's some other guys that came to mind. Nadamik and Sue. He does do just every play he's shoving someone. All right, here's the thing that I don't feel like was discussed enough on the the suspension that was taken back from from the before the Dallas game. Who the hell was in the NFL office and believed him when he goes, well, my foot went numb. So your foot goes numb and you stomped on him a second time? He didn't stomp. He just kind of shifted his weight. How does this guy keep getting away? Because, by the way, it's one thing for, mm, let's say, uh, who's somebody in that league that's thought of as an unequivocal nice guy? It's if Peyton Manning, if there's a defensive lineman, if there's a defensive lineman down in that league and Peyton Manning stomps on him, Peyton's getting the benefit of the doubt if he sits there and says, My foot went numb. If Russell Wilson does it. If Russell Wilson does it, my foot went numb, Russell Wilson's getting the benefit of the doubt. Chances are if an offensive lineman or defensive lineman of any kind does it, there's probably some ill intention there. I'm I'm not here to paint with a broad brush, but I'm also not here to paint with a broad brush. So they're they are meaner because they have to be meaner. That is a physical, gritty, tough-minded side like that when you're that close to the line of scrimmage. It's you, insane is what it is. I don't I guess cuz maybe we're just watching on TV. I don't think I don't think the average fan realizes until they go down to the field how fast even the linemen are. How huge they are. I mean, guard, center, guard, are just banging heads every play. At least a tackle gets to drop some. Well, and the truth is, with the exception of maybe your, your one buddy that probably had a little bit of speed and whatnot, for the most part, if you go and race those guys in the 40, they're going to beat you. Yeah, it's like Aaron Donald ran like a 4'6". Right. 300 pounds. That's not fair. That should be cheating. Like a combine. I think it was like a 4.6 something. Almost 4.7. Right. An electronic timed 4.6 at 300 and some odd pounds. Like, that's not fair. Like, yeah, because Sue ran a 4.98. Or ran, I think, cracked five at one point. Like, and I don't think people understand when everyone's like, oh, I can go out and run five. Not on electronic time. No, you can't. Like, what are you talking about? Rivals has like 300 kids that run a 4-2. I will say that's getting better. Um, I, have you noticed how now on the rankings, there's a lot of blank spaces on the 40s? There's a lot of 40 times, you know, where it says 40. That's always the funniest part when high school people start talking about 40 times. See, like, so, there's been like two NFL combine players run a 4-2. Well, yeah, somebody said like, I remember there was some story coming out this week. Uh, 
I, and I do think it was Courtney Cronin. I do think she, it was a typo. And we've discussed how it is outrageous in 2015 that we still cannot correct a tweet. Yes. Like that is because I'm the I can't have a typo in my tweet. I will delete it. Oh, it's so frustrating too because. Especially like you and I, because you and I are inherently snarky and generally somewhat mean spirited on like, Twitter. Twitter. Even if I'm sending a text to someone, I correct myself in text. I can't. Yeah, it. and it's and it's one of those things where you may have typed it correct correctly, but Mac is not your friend. Yeah, that son of a bitch auto corrects that shit. Like last night, trauma auto corrected to trams. Well, my most annoying thing is my computer doesn't update that. <laughs> so when I type Laramie, it, it corrects it to the city. Yeah, Wyoming. I get really frustrated. <laughs> I do love it. Like, God damn it, phone. I've, been, I've definitely typed this like a thousand times. Like, You should get it now. Um, some other ones that came to mind. I think Spurrier's a villain. He's my favorite villain, but he's, he's like the Joker. Yeah, then when someone's like, well, you can't say Spurrier's a villain, I was like, well, then I realized, like, in a lot of movies, I don't want to say that I root for the villain, but I don't root against the villain. If he gets beaten, so Okay, be it. the Joker, you didn't root against him. No, and I mean... You know what makes Star Wars watchable, right? Vader. The villain. Well, not Anakin, but... Well, no, that doesn't count. But yeah, Palpatine. The villain. Uh, for those that watch Sherlock, Moriarty. Absolutely. I mean, you have to have a great villain. Daddy's had enough now. Every fairy tale needs a villain. You saw there. Every fairy tale needs a good old-fashioned villain. I'll burn you. I will burn the heart out of you. Did you see they're filming the one the the special? Very excited. He's in full like like uh, Victorian Sherlock garb. Whatever. I'm excited. We get four episodes in the span of probably like four months. What it does sound like, because of the way that we might overall, even though you and I get frustrated because there's only nine episodes of... of I need more. There's only nine episodes of perfection. Um, it does sound like, because of the way that they have structured it from a production standpoint, this could go longer and longer and longer. Because historically... Holmes and Watson are significantly older than they are in this version. So, I mean, Martin Freeman said he'd probably get sick of it if he didn't get to take breaks. Yeah, and I think the fact that the way that they do it, well, I mean, obviously, let's be real. The, the most important thing is that they keep getting paid. Yeah. At some point, they're going to have to do like what they do with the Big Bang Theory and whatnot. The BBC is just going to have to give them like a percentage of the show. I think they'll do it. It's worth it. Well, the BBC basically makes money on three shows. Sherlock, Top Gear, and uh, something else they export over here. Are they Downton? Are they Downton? I don't think that's one of the ones that... They basically make money off three shows. Because the thing about Sherlock is people buy the DVDs. Like, it's, an, it's a... Sherlock is a complete anomaly for today's television. A, it doesn't resemble, the structure resembles nothing of a television show that we know today. It's basically three films a season. It's three, which 
Not bad. Like, it is a complete anomaly. There's nothing about it that makes sense of why it's so successful because, other I mean, than the, the fact that it's just so good. The episodes don't really even link together all that much. It, everything is kind of separate. No, usually one in three... One and three linked together, and two is usually a standalone that maybe they find a way to link it. Like in season one, they found a way to link it, but for the most part, one and three. I mean, but even when it's being linked, it's still its own separate right, storyline. Episode one, episode one and season one, though, there's somewhat of a connection between it and season three. It's a standalone episode, it's connected at the end. That's it. And then. You can basically say, even in like series three, episode one and three are very loosely tied together by the same structure where the, the very end of the episode connects to the beginning of three. So, but the thing about it that just makes no sense is it sells DVDs. I actually consider buying it just for the commentary, which I don't buy anything. No, we've, we've discussed. I uh, use someone else's Netflix account. I, I don't do anything myself. Yeah, because Chase was, Chase sat there and goes, well, I guess Dylan's already made it to Series 3. Because <laughs> it said, like, last thing you'd watch was Series 3. But it's a, it's a complete anomaly. So, but it, it still shows that ep- I will root for the villain. Like, even, uh, was it Charles Augustus? What's his, uh, Magnus? Yeah. He's always mixed up the... Magnuson. Act- I think it was a, I mean, it was That's the problem. I mix up the actual villains that they're based off of with... At least they were consistent with Moriarty. They just kept the name. Like, all right, Moriarty, we'll keep that. Irene Adler, we'll keep that. Sherlock Holmes, we'll keep that. Watson works. Watson. Eh, we're lukewarm on it, but we'll keep it. I mean, at, le- at least they were consistent with that. Then with villains, like, they're changing people's names. They're combining other villains. and it, It's unbelievable, but I, I will... I guess that's why I, if I were a Tennessee fan, I was trying to think of this. If I were a Tennessee fan, would I still hate Spurrier even today? I mean, they probably do. Because he still kind of beats them. Although they, I think they've gotten him twice in a row now. Uh, Clemson obviously has to hate him. Florida State doesn't care. I do enjoy Spurrier's no apparent reason shots at Clemson. Like last year when they won the Capital One Bowl, like there was no reason to take a shot at Clemson, but yeah, he still had to get. Oh, him on Schottenheimer. For, <laughs> that was that was top class Spurrier. It's like, well, they they seem to always have talent there. I don't I don't know why they can't win. Uh, is that better? Yeah, we sure do like playing Georgia beginning of the year because you know they usually got a couple of them suspended. It's like you know why they can give it to Gurley. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, were you surprised they didn't give it to Gurley, Coach? Yeah, I think the whole stadium was. <laughs> it's just, it's so great. <laughs> and then what's it? Uh, SB Nation is now doing the, uh, they're making up Spurrier quotes for like every school. Oh, I love Spurrier. That, they're hating that Spurrier feature they do. It's just Oh, that's point. fantastic. Uh, all right, so what do you do with like a Calipari? Who, again, falls under that category of, I kind of like him. My problem is I like all of these people. The thing is, though, I do think, like, I hated Cal Perry when he was at Memphis. Hated him. Well, you hate Memphis. That's not fair. Anyone that succeeds at Memphis, you will hate. Yeah, because even though I like Pastner, I don't, I'm not ever really concerned that Pastner's going to win a national title. Did you hate Derrick Rose the entire year, too? No, because I'll tell you what. Uh, Pepperdine played Tiger High oh. in... 
in the forum, and this is before, like, obviously we knew Derrick Rose was a huge recruit, but we didn't realize at this point Derrick Rose was going to be, when healthy, one of the five best players on the planet. So I'm sitting with my buddy, and Rose goes coast to coast in like six dribbles. And then he takes off from like 10 feet and dunks, and I turn to my buddy and go, I think he's probably pretty good. He could dribble backwards faster than I could run. The thing about him, we talk about like Rogers having easy gas and what Rose has easy gas with acceleration. Like he is him and Westbrook just like different levels of athleticism. Man, that and they hit that gear and maybe maybe Rose can't hit it as much anymore because of the knee, but it's man, when that guy when that guy was completely healthy, that was that that step that hesitation move where he just lets you collapse on him. And then he blows right by you. I mean, NBA players, which are probably the most athletic freaks of any sport. Yeah. Just I, overall. He for was people like, that hate NBA basketball, I would before you make your final assessment, go and see – don't see the Sixers, but go to a game and watch two decent teams live and watch how athletic they are. And they couldn't stop him from getting to the basket. No, I mean, there's people that – they're doing that move. They do the courtesy hand. Right when he blows by him, they do that turn and look, and they throw both hands in the air, the, the courtesy, like, I, uh, I can you foul him, maybe? You said help, right? I, I thought – and then you turn – it's always the best, like, I thought you had him. I thought we were switching. But nope. No. Oh, okay. Like, can we not do man-to-man, please? Not do that. Yeah, that's when you're, you're an NBA – when you're an NBA player, like, Coach, can we go zone? <laughs> I mean, I know we can't stay in there for more than three seconds, but what about what, – what, well, what's your new defense you want to run for uh, for college basketball? The zero five, zero five. Put five guys in the key. <laughs> five guys in the zone. Just, just make them shoot. I dare you to shoot it. I love when NBA teams try to run zone for a possession and immediately ends in a hit three. Well, it's because they can't miss. Like this, people can people can shit on the NBA all they want. The truth is, they hit jump shots. Like I, if, if you don't hit jump shots, guess what? You're out of that league unless it's, you're Shaq. It's not just that they hit jump shots. If they're open, they're making it every single time. It's unbelievable. Like you don't even realize. Like Mark Gasol is the best center on the planet, and the dude from 16 to 18 feet is butter. That fadeaway he has. The the only one that's better. We saw it Monday. Dirk still got it. That that shot's not fair. The the leg up, the knee up to create space. At seven foot tall. At seven feet tall. By the way, you want to tell me the Nazi breeding didn't work? Um, I will raise you a Dirk Nowitzki. That just won the World Cup. Yes. Uh, the Nazi breeding worked. It's just taken a little bit longer, but it wasn't the worst idea in the world. Eh, say what you want about Hitler. I mean, there were some bad ideas, but there was, there was some good. It's like yeah. everything. There's a shade of gray. <laughs> Him and like Manuel Neuer, they're a goalkeeper. Just impressive humans. Dirk's seven feet and has guard-like ball skills. I always love when a Dirk's soft. Like, BS. Go watch the Mavericks play. Watch him down low. He just plays at mid-range because he hits those shots. Constantly. Right, because he can make them. But on defense, watch him. He bangs. You uh, have to, then, or you're not going to be able to play. Pal Gasol bangs. Like, even if he, if he didn't play any defense, it would be difficult to keep him on the court all the time. He oh. never leaves the court. I think, in my opinion, he's the most underrated NBA basketball player of all time. I mean, that's, I mean he even won a title, and he still doesn't get as much. And, and you and I have talked about this. Cuban, I mean, Cuban doesn't get enough. 
We always, and I love him as much as anyone else, but Cuban does not get enough blame for letting Steve Kerr walk out of that place. He also got, like... I'm not Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, sorry. That would have helped. I love all the people Dirt got contracts from that championship team. Jason Terry. It's like Sean Marion's still getting money because of it. I love when Sean Marion announced he's retiring. It's like, oh, so the Cavs told you you can't come back next year and that was your last hope? I'm like you. I do love how player coach GM LeBron's failing miserably. Oh, you mean the guy who's the actual coach all of his life doesn't need to be calling the plays? Okay, got it. I do enjoy that. Um, We talked about Pop, Sue. All right. What do we do with, like, I think one we can both agree we hate. The problem is, to call him a villain, I think he has to do something. He hasn't done anything coming on, we're approaching a decade. What do we do with A-Rod? See, he hasn't really been good in so long. Do they, 09, was that their World Series? He played well in the playoffs that year. Yeah, I think he hit close to 300, and... They won a title. Because he's had so much failure, too, by being terrible in the playoffs that he kind of offsets things. What What is it about him outside of just... I'm trying to think. What is it about him that's just... Other than he's a colossal liar. But you and I have talked about this. A lot of athletes are colossal liars. He just comes across as an asshole. He doesn't even have to say a word. He just, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, he's the guy that could be doing charity work, and you still go, yeah, but he's an asshole. Like, he could have given, like, $100 million to a children's hospital, and you just go, yeah, but he's still a dick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm curious, someone that knows nothing about sports, they just shown a picture of Derek Jeter if they think he looks like an asshole, too. Because no one thinks Derek Jeter is an asshole. No, and it's like I said, we're talking about a guy that we now have proof that he would give girls memorabilia baskets after doing the deed with them and send them on their way in a cab. Like it's thoughtful. Right. I mean, that's what we've, we've come to. We're like, oh, that's kind of nice. <laughs> the dude is so narcissistic and superficial that he gives them memorabilia of him in like a woven basket and sends them on their merry way. Like, well, he can't stay here, but. Like, does he have like a, a guy, a company for that? Like, I need, I need a basket. Yeah, does he have a special deal with Uber too? Like what? Like, because I don't know if you've ever been in New York City, but not that easy to get a cab. Like, it's one of those things where does he have like does he have a speed dial number? Does he have a guy? Like, yet Jeter gets away with, it. and I'm fine with Jeter getting away with it because, again, I'm kind of one of those guys. How do you carry yourself on the field? He carried himself in a very respectable fashion. He's one of those guys that if you sit there and say. You didn't want him as the shortstop on your team for 15 years. You're lying. Like, you're just lying. Like, that's the way that is. Because he's the ultimate example. On top of being really good, he's also the guy that when the stage is the biggest, he's every bit as good, if not better. And there's something to be – there's just some of those guys, whether it's a quarterback, whether it's a – Here's the other, and somebody threw it on Twitter, and I'm sorry for not giving credit. I just don't have time to look it up. But at a certain point, you and I both love Aaron Rodgers. We both think he's the best quarterback on the planet. At a certain point, though, do we have to start considering he's not winning big games? And by the way, he had every op. We can say what we want about McCarthy and whatnot. The truth is he had the ball how many times in the fourth quarter to put it away? Four, 
I mean, yes. I mean, I think they did just start handing the ball off every play. Yeah, but I mean, we are talking about a guy that we think... And he was playing hurt. I mean, I, I'm too biased again. Yeah, but I mean, how many playoffs now has this, has this happened? I mean, he's got... He got really, really hot once. When they were the sixth seed, right? I think they yes, won as they were the six. six. Yeah, they were the six. Because we're on that run of the Giants and the Packers and all the six teams winning. I'm trying to think. The Giants beat... Shoot, the Giants beat him in the divisional round in that when they, they went on to beat... They beat Rodgers when Eli hit the... That game was over when Eli hit the Hail Mary at half. He hit that 50-yard bomb to Knicks at half. Uh, and then they turned around and beat the 49ers when uh, Williams dropped the punt. But, I mean, this is this really does become a question. At what point do we sit there and go, hey, if we're going to put all the blame on Peyton Manning not winning the big one, don't we have to put him in the same category? They have... I mean, they've lost to good teams, though. And it's not like. But everyone loses to good teams in the playoffs. I know what I'm saying. It's like they lost to. But I mean, my thing is, Peyton lost lost to the Ravens on a pass to. And Peyton, unfortunately, has moments that just stick out in your head. Like the interception against the Saints in the Super Bowl is just. That's what you remember from that game. Right. You don't remember Hank Basket not being able to catch it. Honestly, one of the world's shittiest onside kicks. Like, I always like, everyone was like, the balls of Sean Peyton. What great execution by Morstead. It's like. That was a shitty kick. Like it was a terrible onside kick effort, but Hank Basket couldn't catch it. Which apparently he can catch. It. Maybe had it been a possible transvestite, maybe he had a better chance. I already got softer hands with this. Um, but I mean, don't you? I mean, here's the thing. Okay, so we're gonna blame Peyton for the when they lost in double overtime to the Ravens. Like, well, how is it Peyton's fault that? With 40 seconds left, their defense lets Torrey Smith get behind them. Oh, by the way, the Ravens had no timeouts. Well, and Peyton's other memorable games are the all the games against New England and the cold where he just looked completely out of sorts. Looked miserable, and we're going up against what you and I have agreed is probably the best coach and quarterback combination ever. That's, I mean, definitely top two, top three. I don't know. I mean, who else even fits in the category? Lombardi and Star? But no. you and I talked about this. Like, I don't think you can count that. How many how how successful do you think Lombardi would be if he were coaching today? I mean, it's just so different. It's impossible to make that comparison. I do think he's smart enough to adapt though. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, if you watch football from then, it's not fun. No, it's not. It's not even good football. I mean, I guess Walsh maybe. Walsh in Montana's got to be up there. You're right. Um I mean, he did create an offense. That Aikman's in that. still used today. I mean, people can say what they want, but it's still used today. I mean, if it if it if it were gimmicky, it would have been gone by now. It's definitely not, and it's definitely not. It's basically the playbook of what 20, 20 to twenty five teams, probably. Pretty much everybody, except for like the Eagles, and I mean, because even like, even the Eagles, they you're going to still run aspects of it. it. Just it's a different look. I feel like there's less uh, route combinations in Chip Kelly's offense. I feel like there's less adjust, like side adjustments, and that's a big part of West Coast offense is side adjustments. Uh, moving on, so we, we've talked about this, um, about how the uses of drones is really just, I mean, outside of, outside of the South Park episode, which was tremendous. I watched that again the other night, by the way. Um, this story comes to us from CNN, and we're going to title this 
Drones have a lot of range, and that is a pun. A smuggler's drone flying from Mexico crash-landed just south of the U.S. border city of San Ysidro, California, in a failed drug delivery this week, the Tijuana Municipal Police said. Resourcefulness. Right. Again, we're with it. The incident showed that smugglers aren't just going underground anymore using tunnels beneath the U.S.-Mexico border to transport drugs and migrants. I don't know if you've seen a fantastic film called Fast Four, but the tunnels were used in that cinematic masterpiece. Now the smugglers are trying to do business by air, too, in unmanned aerial vehicles. The drone was landed with more than six pounds of synthetic drug known as crystal meth, Tijuana police said. The drone crashed Tuesday night in a supermarket parking lot in Tijuana. Apparently, the smugglers became too greedy, authorities said. The silver and black six-propeller spreading wings S900 model was not able to withstand the weight of the load and crashed, police said. Quote, in San Diego, the street value at least or at last account for a six pound load would be about forty eight thousand dollars. Wow. So what? Eight thousand dollars a pound. Maybe we should get into that. I feel like I feel like Breaking Bad didn't. I don't. I don't are those numbers similar for Breaking Bad? I feel like. He did have a pile of cash. That is a wow, eight thousand man. We do. We got to be smarter than some of those guys that are cooking meth. I'm not saying we could come up with a ninety-eight percent, but it might not be blue, but it could at least be. I don't know. We can. There's such things called food coloring. I don't know if you know where that. I mean, it's happened. DEA specialist Matt uh, Barden said, "Once you get it across the border, that stuff's like gold." The cartels have been using drones for surveillance. Wait, I can make gold out of Drano? This sounds excellent. Drano and... I mean, what's how much is that bottle of uh, whatever, that that canister of meth... Or what is it? Methylamine? It can't be that much. Just get some Sudafed. It's not that expensive. Well, you know, in Mississippi, you have to have a prescription for Sudafed because, again, this, city, this state is a great state that has no problems. It's a, it's a freaking utopia, yet you have to have a prescription for an over-the-counter drug. So let's get real, people. Um, Transporting drugs is a bit more complicated, said Sylvia Longmire, a leading drug war analyst. This is further evidence that the cartels have unlimited funds and creativity. All right. I just want to become a drug war analyst. Guess you start at the DEA, and I mean, I I would pre- I would presume that Hank at a certain point would have, God rest his soul. Spoiler alert. Um, I presume at a certain point he would have been a drug analyst, right? How did he? Wait, how did he die? Who? Hank shot. Walter kill him? Who killed him? Uh, no, the uh, Nazis. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That was. Am I the only person that thought that was kind of a a weird twist? Like, did we have to bring in white supremacists? Like, uh, I mean, we already knew Landry was capable of killing. We didn't really need his fans. Yeah, we didn't really, like... I mean, he, we already saw that happen in season two of Friday Night Lights. Right. I mean, we've, we we erased it from our memory because the writer just told us to, but... but we, we know it made sense. So, drones can... <laughs> this is This is, like, when you do take a moment and think about it, a lot of use for drones here. A, we're using them to kill terrorists. B, we're using them to spy on people. And now we're using them 
to transport drugs across the border. I mean, if they would think about, you know, being a productive member of society instead of drugs, who knows what those people could do? I always do love when the, the left-wing hippies go, well, you know, it's not really their fault. It's our fault that we consume the drug. To which I'm always like, well, then why do you hate the tobacco industry like you do? Because all they're doing is the same principle. However, because they're American, they're evil. You, let's just call it what it is. You're not a big fan of this country. Like, you just aren't. Like, you want it to look like something else. Thus, you're not a fan of this country. You can shade it all you want and say that you're looking out for your fellow man. But no, you're just not really great big fans of this country. Like, if you, is there a single person that believes that the government took down the, tw- the two towers that actually loves this country? Is there actually... Oh, yeah, no, there, there's... Uh, I mean, people that really think that and aren't just saying it for fun. Oh, I, yeah, I think there it's are... It's a really stupid theory. Oh, it's a stupid theory, but I, yeah, no, I... It's like, I can get behind the people with the JFK stuff. I, I mean, there's enough murky that I can at least see it. I can't... That doesn't even make sense. Well, it makes sense when you think about it this way. The government cannot afford to sit there and go, hey, because we were really shitty at our jobs, our president got shot. Or, excuse me, our president got murdered. It's not a good look for your government when you sit there and go, eh. It's, I always love when, it's the argument of, if you really do believe that our government is capable of taking down our two towers in a covert operation and whatnot. It's like, based on what other evidence supports your claim? Because every other time the government does anything, they massively fuck it up. Whether it's building a road, whether it's delivering mail, whether it's building anything, like, it's always never on time, it's never done appropriately, and it's always just a colossal fuck-up. So what makes you think that that same government that is... Let's be real. They are un, they're incapable of laying down asphalt in a timely and efficient manner. They're incapable of something that is... Public school system. It's going great. Right. So, And you now think that that same organization is capable of covertly in the middle of the night taking down 210-floor stru- structures that were massive wonders like of architecture? Like, really? That's, that's your argument? I, I've never got that. I just, I don't, like, but, I don't understand, like, why do, it is funny, though, have you noticed, though, people that, people that are big on conspiracy theories, they either, like, 19-year-old, like, weed, like, just, well, like, man, like, just, like, massive stoners, or they're, like, 85-year-olds, like, with nothing to do other than watch, like, the History Channel at, like, 2 in the afternoon. Or that sweet spot on South Park, kind of in the middle. (laughs) Probably overweight. I, I think probably the 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 overlying the over the overlying relationship between all of them is not a lot of sex, <laughs> a lot of masturbating, but not a lot of sex. You know, what I mean, they're not really getting laid a whole lot. Um, speaking of getting laid, Jerry Hamilton. Um, so the ESPN recruiting, I I don't know. Do we call him an expert? I don't know. He's the recruiting guy for ESPN. Hashtag ESPN 300, number 29-ranked player Roquan Smith schedules Texas A&M official visit January 23rd. Hashtag UCLA January 30th. Already visited hashtag UGA and Michigan. Hashtag gig'em. 
Unfortunately, that was followed by not a link to the story, but rather a link to Pornhub.com slash view video PHP. I'm more curious. I'm okay, well, I did some crack research. Uh, got a hat tip it to Deadspin. Deadspin, who I hate. I, I really do hate but them. What are you doing with that on your clipboard? I mean, why are we copying links? Well, we're going to get into this. Okay. Uh, so Deadspin does... In fairness, it all makes sense. So Deadspin does some crack investigatory, investigatory work. Uh, it was like teen, um, like casting couch kind of porn-ish. Um, here's, here's why I'm okay with it. All right, he's a recruiting analyst, correct? That's correct. So his job is to get inside the mind of an 18-year-old. Yes, it is. Makes sense that he'd be watching 18-year-old porn. I mean, right? That's just, that stands to reason that that's what he would watch. I mean, am I wrong or am I right? <laughs> and am I not wrong or am I right? Gonna have to go with not wrong. Thank you. Um, I'm a hero. So this Somebody is. had to do it. Couple of thoughts here. All right, number one. Um, let's just say if there's somebody out there, it, you know, it's what they always say when they're, uh, someone died doing what they love. Well, if it's me, it's going to be beating off. Like, I'll just have a massive heart attack. And, while drinking. Right, while, while drinking and beating off. It is so inconceivable to me. First off, I, I don't even want to, like, judge him. Like, I want to just sit down. I don't even want to sit there and be like, what the fuck, man? I want to sit there and be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, it's not like one of those ones like, where I want to, sh like, shame him. I want to understand how this happened. Because I did not know there's a human being out there that works in internet that doesn't use private browsing to watch porn. And where was was he sending the link to somebody? Like, dude, you got to check this out. This is awesome. Like, where was the copy come from? Because it's not like you can accidentally copy an address. There's there so, has to be a point in why he copied it. Right, because it's not like... It's like, did he save it for later? Like, then he just wanted to keep the link for later? Well, here's the other thing. I presume he has a work computer or a work phone. Who is the dumbass that is looking at porn on their work computer? Like, who who does that? That's what your own computer's for. Like, I, I cannot think of a bigger degenerate and just an imbecile of a person than myself. This is unthinkable to me, how this happens. Like, like you said, because it, it's not like... To copy and paste, it's not like there's an. It's not like you weren't active on it. So it's one of those things where he had the porn tab up and he goes Apple C or whatever Control C. I mean, because we've always accidentally pasted something we didn't mean to. Right, but it's never I, been. It's not porn. It's not porn. Now Neil brought up a good point as we were talking about it in a little more cleaner form. At a certain what point, fun is that? Does Twitter have to go? Are you sure you want to paste this link? Why can we not edit tweets? It is unbelievable. Like, it really... It, at 2015, we can't... Like, we can edit Facebook posts. We can edit... I don't I don't have Instagram. I don't know how that works. But I don't... You can edit Facebook posts. Why can you not edit tweets? It'd be helpful. It's completely unthinkable to me. Um, Ooh, I have a fun list. Oh, here we go. Hit me. People that Jeremy Lin got more all-star votes than. Ooh! It's fine. Listening. Mike Conley. <laughs> so sad. No, he, he got double, over double the votes of Conley. Conley got 103, Lynn got 216. 
Well, in fairness, you know, Mike did miss, you know, like two weeks last week. Jeff Teague. How is Jeff Teague not an all-star? Like, seriously, let's take a moment. DeMar DeRozan, not even close. Why, if we're going to care about it. Kevin Garnett got 106,000 votes. Has Kevin Garnett been breathing this season? He got into a fight. That's all he's done. Yet the uh, the Nets are still in the playoffs. The Nets are in the playoffs, we, and the go, Thunder aren't. Can we do you know geographical logic and have Memphis in the East? As your point, only in sports can Memphis be in the Eastern Conference and Missouri be in the West. In the or I'm sorry, only in sports can Memphis be in the West and Missouri be in the East. Um. Yeah, I, that's it's that's it's like so sad. New Orleans can even come with us. I don't really want Anthony Davis, but they can come too. Well, it's one of those things also where does I feel like Jeremy Lin doesn't even think he's any good. He's just Asian. And by the way, I actually like Jeremy Lin. Has anyone else gotten so much out of one week? It was a two-week run. Sorry, and, two yeah, weeks. No, it's what I've, I've always argued. The dude has gotten ended up because he got the big contract from Houston – and, I mean, that guy basically made, what, $50 million in two weeks? It's not bad. And, by the way, good for him. Like, I'm not kidding. I actually like Jeremy Lin. Like, I, I even – he's one of those guys that – how can you not root for a yeah, – I mean, he seems like a good dude. He just shouldn't be getting all-star votes. Well, it's just nice to finally see an Asian kid from Harvard catch a break. <laughs> you know, they've been, they've been shunned against for so long. That it's just nice. We need to do a better job of keeping them down. Yeah, we need to. Whitey needs to get after that. But the problem is, I guess they're too smart for us, so we can't we can't hold them back. We gotta we gotta do a we're we're very lousy on holding the Asians and the Jews back. We gotta we gotta get on that. I mean, we, we just we do. We're, we've got to get on that because you know that's what. I mean, the Jews have been mass killed like twelve times in history, and they're still coming back. I don't think there's a group of people that has collectively been tried to kill, be killed more than the Jews. Like Jews have the right to use the word persecuted. I would argue it's one of the few groups of people that can legitimately say, like they can claim persecution. They just keep on getting murdered. Again, I argue the worst decision in the history of the United States was slavery. Holocaust was still worse. Yes. I let's be real. It was still because the bad thing was. Well, it was everyone kind of went along with it. Well, it was slavery on top of Let's killing. Let's now them. go to our South like Park in a mass week again. It comes oven. to us from <laughs> like Christian. Oh, you're tired. Okay, how we've uh, played this. Come, come take a trip to my me, shower. This is one right, of my yeah. top ten favorite episodes. You look kind of sweaty, a little hot. Maybe you should go, go take combined, a shower. Combined, two of my favorite um, moments. I feel like you have like thirty six. Can't get to Hope Solo, but Faith plus one. However, people are sitting down for this. Has to be. She got suspended again. Somehow her husband wound up driving the team van and he was intoxicated. They got pulled over for DUI and I hope you're sitting down for this also. Hope caused the scene afterwards. She absolutely seems like a terrible person and would be awful to be around. Yeah, but she's American. She wins, so we don't care. She's the best goalkeeper in the world. Let's go to our weekly awards. We'll start off with the tip of the cap and I got to go on. On a limb, if you had the Vegas odds of Kid Rock ever winning an award, a positive award from After Hours, I think you probably had a nice little payday today. That's presuming Vegas has odds on us, which I'm sure they do. So you can bet on anything. That's, you make an excellent point. 
While the Fitz have been figuratively flying in a debate this week about the spirit of military snipers, Kid Rock is weighing in, and he's not pulling any punches. Which, initially, I was thinking, great, what I needed was Kid Rock's opinion. Right. Then you sat there and go, oh, actually, I did need that. Posting this week on his website, the Detroit native musician had this to say in a short article aptly entitled, American Sniper, Michael Moore, and Seth Rogen. Fuck you, Michael Moore. You're a piece of shit. And your uncle would be ashamed of you. Seth Rogen, your uncle probably molested you. I hope both of you catch a fist to the face soon. God bless you, Chris Kyle. Thank you for your service. First off, I love and respect Kid Rock's understanding his limits here. He cannot win a debate. Right. You can't. He knows intellectually. The guy that came up with ba with da ba da bang da bang piggy whatever. He's probably not. Go- these are for the. What's it? Uh, these are for the men. Oh, there's something about topless dancers in there. I forget the opening lyric. It's a masterpiece. Again, I still say one of the greatest moments of my life was watching Kid Rock sing karaoke to his own song. It's just sad. It was so fantastic. Um, uh, so what I do love about Kid Rock here is he knows there's a 0% chance of him starting a, de- a spirited debate and winning. So he just does the ultimate move that he, he does the only play he has. Throw out a molestation joke and just swing for the fences. I'm not attacking the subject. I'm attacking the person. Personally. It, and by the way, also love the sign off. God bless you, uh, Chris Kyle. Thank you for your service. Okay. What is Michael Moore? First off, Michael Moore did that tremendous blowhard move where um, he, he always does that move where He's going to take whatever the conservative movement is. He's going to say something completely opposite of it. And then he's going to sit there and go, oh, well, I didn't even know American Sniper came out. It's like, who who the fuck? What? Stop. Like, we get it. You're a douchebag. You're a blowhard. You don't. He's another classic example of a guy that just doesn't like this country. He hates America. He really does. He doesn't like what we are. And then he's the guy also that will sit there and tell you, oh, no, 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 I care because I do love this country. It's like, no, you don't. You, you philosophically disagree with virtually every main point this country stands for. You do not like this country. Well, idealist people are terrible to be around anyway. That's pretty fair. But I just don't understand this argument of a sniper's a coward. Is the argument because he's shooting people from a hidden... That's the argument he's a coward because he's hidden when he shoots people? From hundreds and hundreds of yards, it seems like a thousands of yards. Because you know, it's much more of a man to go stare at someone and shoot them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, he goes, my my uncle was killed by one. It's like I'm sure your uncle would tell you to shut the hell up. Like, just stop talking. Um, I don't understand how that changes anything, still though. I, I don't. It's obviously like, would it make you feel better if your uncle was just shot in the face? I mean, I don't understand. Right, your uncle dies either way. What what's the argument? I don't. Um, he's losing me. I mean, honestly, I think sniper would be better than hand to hand combat. Well, yeah, because at least you got trained by a once in a lifetime person. You know, it's like losing to Jordan. Mike, I'd rather lose to Michael Jordan one on one than lose to uh, especially if he pushes off to Brian Russell one on one. I'd much rather lose to Jordan. At least I could say I got beat by the best. Pushed off, allegedly. Did they call it? He pushed off. Did they call it? His Hall of Fame speech, brilliant. Or he thanked himself. Yes. And everyone that ever said anything to him ever badly. 
Are you motivated me? <laughs> it is funny how like those guys do. They're just wired, not like humans. It's why they're the the greatest that ever that's ever lived at what they do. Because, like you said, we could the never. The first do person that. he thanked was the guy that beat him for the last spot of his high school team. <laughs> By the way, how would you feel if you're? I get it. He grew. He had a growth spurt and whatnot. But how would you feel if you're that high school coach that cut him? If I was the player, I'm putting a plaque everywhere. Like on my resume, that's my first <laughs> the, the, line. The first slide is I beat out Michael Jordan. I was better than Michael Jordan in high school. You know, now you're clarifying. Yeah, good point. You keep it as vague as possible. Uh, our Jameis Winston wag of the finger goes to, I don't feel like we've talked about this enough, but I realized it again. If you watch NFL football, you can't miss them. Um, wag of the finger to Old Spice. And by the way, this is my deodorant provider or letter, antiperspirant provider. Um, Knock it off. These commercials are, on top of not funny, you're scaring us. Because the first one was like, okay, that's cool. The, the, the one with the, uh, the super ripped black guy on the horse, fine. I can do that because that guy was terrifying. Like, that guy is, when you sit there and you go, you look at him and you go, oh, wow, we're the same species. Sort of. Like that's it's like him and Gronk. They're but, not the same people. Hey, we're all fair. You know, we're all created equally. Everyone's the same. And I, Aaron Rodgers can play on one leg. I would just, yeah, I'd raise my hand and go, for all of you that argue no one's better than the other, look at that guy. Like, the best part's, of, like, I think he's, like, a vegan. Like, how do you, how do you, that guy probably is the ultimate example. It, it's another not wired the same. He's probably never had a, in the last 10 years of his life, nothing that is detrimental to his health has probably been ingested. He feels like the guy that like doesn't drink, eats nothing, but if it if it's anything less than an eight on the health scale, he will not consume it. Like he's just better than us. But these new commercials with the moms and the like they're slithering around spying on their teenage, like their teenage boy. Like it's I've had enough. No, no more. Like stop it. They're not even funny. And it's not even like the songs are catchy. There's nothing redeeming about it. They'll probably have like a one-minute Super Bowl commercial. Well, the the Super Bowl commercial is that guy that I like, but it's, again, it's creepy. It's like him dressed up as an old man and him dressed up as a woman. Um, It's like, oh, it's super creepy. You got to look it up. It's super weird. But we've had enough of you. Uh, Our our wag of the finger goes to you, Old Spice. Step your game up. You're better than that. Uh, Our Hero of the Week also comes to us from the Michael Moore story. This one comes to us from a Green Beret sniper, Brian Sykes. Hilariously slamming Cupcake, I direct quote, Michael Moore for calling American sniper Chris Kyle a coward. He delivered this letter to Mr. Moore. Mr. Moore, good afternoon there, sweetheart. I hope this finds you alive and well. You can thank our our men and women of the armed forces for that, by the way. And that also includes us cowardly snipers. It seems you found time between licking the jelly off your fingers and releasing your grasp of a bear claw to tweet some junk about snipers being cowards. My buddies and I got a good laugh over the tweet. So I thank you. For a guy worth $50 million, you sure have quite a bit to bitch and cry about. I guess like a a moth to flame, you too gravitate towards things that are popular and in the moment. 
In this case, it's snipers. Too bad for you that your attempts at being relevant via your 70-plus-year-old family experience has failed. It has only made you look dumber than a bag of hammers. Next time, you should try something more original than going after snipers for one reason or another. That was so last month. It's typical of, quote, men like you to criticize intestinal fortitude, focus, discipline, and patriotism of a sniper. It must stem from an inferiority complex or something. But hey, it's okay, Cupcake. We snipers are thick-skinned, and the efforts of world-class turds such as yourself to portray us in a negative light only, make us la- only makes us laugh. If you and I were in the same room, I'd throw you a smile and gently pat you on the head, knowing that you're nothing more than a mouth-breathing, Crisco-sweating waste of space, not even worthy of being in the presence of a sniper. It's almost funny how people like you preach things like, quote, acceptance and, quote, not passing judgment or, quote, labeling people, but then are the first to do so when a person in some way dissimilar, is in some way dissimilar from you. So, Tenderfoot, I leave you with this final thought. What if you found yourself in some sort of a hostage situation where you were held at knife point by some crazed person and they were dead set on making an example of you? by bleeding you out on Hollywood Boulevard in front of the world, and the only way out was with the precision-aimed fire of a sniper. Would you want that coward to take the shot? Because knowing how you feel about snipers such as myself and your hatred of firearms, I'd probably drop the mag, roll the bolt, and go get a Jack and Coke before helping you out. Respectfully, Sykes. Sweating Crisco is a nice image. First off, this guy... I'm jealous that he wrote the, on top of being a sniper, he just eviscerated the guy. I don't think he ever cursed once, did he? I don't think so. And I mean, just blew him to a pulp. It's like, it is a first round TKO. That was a, <laughs> that was a haymaker with a haymaker with a haymaker, followed by another haymaker, and it was all over within about 30 seconds. Like he fell down, he picked him back up and killed him again. Yeah, no, that, that's the Simpsons. The, the Simpsons, he's already dead. <laughs> I do love how he threw out, oh, I would think about it, but then I'd just go get a Jack and Coke and let you die. <laughs> Maybe if I have time. I'll see if I can pin it in my schedule, but I wouldn't hold I bet the it. training of snipers is not a fun thing to go through. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it, when you watch American Sniper, you have two thoughts that go through your head. Number one, holy cow, I'm a waste of space. And number two... There are people like that. Oh, you're just like... It's the ultimate example of... Oh, yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like him. Or just like he is. Uh, let's go ahead and hit the music. And now, After Hours proudly presents the most esteemed award in new media, the Taylor Swift Award. Inspired by a young woman who overstayed her welcome by years with her constant boy bashing, I'm never wrong attitude, fake happy dancing in an award show aisles, terrible eye makeup, and general disposition in life. This award is given to the person or story each week that everyone has just had enough of. I'm not defending the Patriots here, but if you are someone that holds... If you're a sports writer, if you're a sports figurehead looking at you, Will Bond, have we, 
have we had enough of Wilbon yet? I don't ever watch PTI, so I don't want to lot of him. I was going to give it to any sports writer that that advocated that the Patriots should be removed from the playoffs or any sports writer that advocated that Belichick should be fired. If you wrote anything along those lines, um, I've had enough of you. You should have your credential pulled. You're an att- attention-seeking... You're just an attention-seeking whore that doesn't use his or her eyeballs. There are so many other problems in the NFL that we turn a blind eye to. <laughs> Steroids! Um, and, and we just... We, we come at it with this just mentality of, oh, how dare they? For the love of God, the best I can tell, I'm not even sure what actually happened here. I just don't... I don't Best I can tell, the footballs were removed at half, and they still beat the hell out of them. I mean, even if it was close, then it still wouldn't matter. But it, I could at least understand why people were talking. Right? About supposedly, it. the Ravens tipped the Colts off because. And by the way, if there's a team that has a beef, the Ravens have a beef. However, I would argue, the hey, Ra- the hey Patri- Flacco, don't throw it. Well, the and the Patriots did the weird lineup things that confused the Ravens too. I mean, that was more than the balls. Yeah, I, I just, I, I, I just. Listen, I'm not here defending the Patriots, but I do have a brain. They should be punished. I think it should be something along the lines of draft picks or even better. This is a team that prides themselves on roster management. Guess what? Take away take away $3 million of salary cap. Take away a, a two-week window in which they can negotiate with free agents. Do something along those lines. But... To sit there and act like they need to be removed from the playoffs and that Belichick needs to be fired. If they fired Belichick, how long would it take for somebody to call him tomorrow? His phone would ring before they fired Right. Once word got out that he was being fired, somebody would call him. He would get anything he wanted. And everything. $15 million? Cool. Fine. Yes. Sign me up. Oh, I need him to the Jets. Oh, how awesome that would be. Although I don't want the Jets winning. I don't need them being competent. Uh, who God, look at the time. You can l- follow us both on Twitter. You can follow Dylan at Dylan Edwards 77. Be sure to look out for Tunzel Tuesday, every Tuesday, in which Dylan tweets out a video of Laramie killing somebody. You can follow me at Lord underscore J Wright. You can listen to us on iTunes, rebelgrove.com. Or, yeah, that's about it. You can listen to us on the internet somewhere. I don't know, allegedly. For Dylan Edwards, I'm Jeffrey Wright saying Mamba out. <laughs>